0: Do you hire interns? I think you should. There's been a lot of back and forth in the business world about the merits of hiring one. Should we pay them? Should we make them bring us coffee? Should we take time out of our valuable schedules to train them? Speaking as a former intern of many companies throughout my formative years, I know it did those companies good, and it did my resume even better. So what was the best thing about being a serial intern? Prior to my career as a serial entrepreneur, let me tell you a story. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week... We're going to rehash my run-in with the titan of restaurant reviewers and how a little wine can go a very long way. Ever hear of Zagats? Zagat, Zagat. They pronounce it Zagat and Zagat and Zagoot and everything else. Zagats. Zagat Survey. How do you pronounce that? It's Zagat and very rarely do people get it right. (laughs) Zagat Guide. Zagat Guide to America's Top Restaurants. Zagat. Zagat Survey. It's that thin, maroon, city-specific restaurant guide that helps diners figure out where other people love to dine. You probably know it as Zagat's, and if you do, you've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. How do I know? In the summer of 1999, I worked as an intern at Zagat survey. Their office took up an entire floor of a building in midtown Manhattan, and there were five of us who showed up to help out for the summer. It was the kind of summer internship any college student would hope for. We shuffled through reviews, and we organized paperwork for the employees, which was interesting, but not too interesting. And being in New York City for lunch hours and after hours made us feel oh so VIP. The company was launched by a couple named Tim and Nina Zagat. It started as a hobby, and even when we got turned down by the publishers, We knew we wanted to continue. We gave it effort that might not have occurred if we were not doing it as a labor of love. Nina, would you say that it's having Tim as a husband? I think that's great. That's great. (laughs) I think it's doing something you love and doing it with somebody you love. That's great. Oh, that's wonderful. They'd sat around with their friends one evening, years before that, talking about restaurants they loved, and they realized that if they could survey people who lived in their neighborhood and get real, honest feedback about the dining experience. No one would have to rely anymore on biased restaurant reviewers or PR people who concocted stories about the latest hotspots. It took a few years for their idea to really gain speed. But by the time I showed up, six years before the height of the company's success that landed them in 70 cities. It was a real thing for restaurants to gloat that they were beloved by diners and proudly put that Zagat rated sticker inside their window. Maybe you've seen it. Zagat has made it our mission to guide you to amazing meals. The funny thing is, All it meant was that they were included in the restaurant guide. It could have been an awful pile of reviews, but the guide's brand was so strong that it attracted and comforted potential customers to walk inside and order. Yeah! Waiter, let's get another round over here. Obviously, this was years before Yelp showed up, a site that's actually proven how brilliant Tim and Nina's idea was back then. Here's how they ran things after their first guide was published in 1983. They'd mail letters out and have them available at restaurants, asking people to answer multiple-choice questions and leave comments about their dining experience. Those reviews would end up in the office where I interned. Some days I'd be sorting out which reviews applied to which restaurant. Other days, I'd be tallying up multiple-choice answers and figuring out a restaurant's grade. Tim would walk around the office. He was a very happy, well-fed man who was often heard over saying to people, it's pronounced Zagat, like the cat. It's Zagat, like the cat in a hat, and that's that. I was very proud of this newfound knowledge since my parents were avid Zagat keeper uppers and kept grabbing the mispronounced Zagat's guide. Three years before I got to zagat survey, I was introduced to the World Wide Web in high school. My math teacher thought it would be a good idea to sit us students down at the computers in the library and show us how we could each send each other simple messages. When I got a, hi, hello there, from Rob who was sitting right next to me, I giggled out loud and I sent a, hi, back. Do I sound old to you right now? Yes, yes I do. I bring this up because I need to share with you what happened at the intern lunch. Nearing the end of my time at Zagat's, Tim invited all of the interns to a very fancy restaurant in Manhattan as a thank you. It was a big deal to spend any time with the founder. So leading up to it was, what do we wear? What do we eat? What do we say? We all tossed that around between us interns for weeks beforehand. Upon arrival to the top rated eatery, we were shown to the back courtyard where there was a big round table that was reserved just for us. We got to order, get this, whatever we wanted. Tim even went so far as to order bottles of wine for us without asking how old we were. We ate slowly and jovially over the course of two whole hours. Did Tim make me want to be an entrepreneur right then and there? You bet he did. Slight side note that turns out to be the crux of the story. I'm not a big drinker. But if someone like Tim Zagat orders a bottle of wine, you drink that glass. So I did. It was my introductory class into understanding famous quotes like, An empty bottle of wine is better than a filled one. It shows achievement. Or Benjamin Franklin's, In wine there is wisdom. In beer, there is freedom. In water, there is bacteria. The afternoon was more and more delightful. And after a lot of quiet, respectful eating and drinking, I soon found myself courageously asking Tim more and more questions. He would ask what our time was like there, what we were excited to get back to in college, and how he thought we could improve the company. That's when I took my cue. I said to him, Tim, Where's your website? I very vividly remember him replying, Do you think we need one? Because that's when I began unfolding my napkin and asking the waiter for a pen. I talked as I drew. I let him know that websites were going to be a big deal one day, and he wanted to get in on the game. He wasn't so sure that they needed one. After all, he argued, they'd done just fine without one until now. He was right. But somehow I didn't give up. It was probably the wine. And I was pretty confident that he'd benefit from my suggestions. It was definitely the wine. I drew a big rectangle and filled it with smaller rectangles and other things I'd seen on other people's websites that I'd been to by then. I remember asking him, what if I could capture reviewers' email addresses for you and you could receive forms there instead of having to go through the mail? He chuckled partly in condescension and partly in encouragement. And he let me go on with explaining what other benefits I saw for Zagat's survey. While I was talking, I could feel the dissonance, the knowing of what I felt so strongly about, that the world was about to embrace what I was so busy embracing at the time. And at the same time, the knowing of how insanely ridiculous it was that here I was lecturing a man who was busy building a business that would be acquired for $150 million a decade later. At the end of the lunch, he thanked us all. We were abuzz with excitement, grateful for the time that he spent with us and happy to head back to work feeling oh so light in the head and heavy in the belly. If only work lunches happen like that every day, right? In case you can't guess what happened, Zagat Survey eventually launched a website. I had nothing to do with it, nothing to do with the designing of it, nothing to do with the building of it. If you go to zagat.com right now, you won't see anything like the first iteration of their site, but it was beautiful. It laid out who they were, what they sold, and why you should view their guides. And until the day I die, I am gonna take full credit for the fact that they ever had a website at all. Here's winking at you, Tim. And that, my friends, is why we hire interns. Because they're young enough to be hip to all the new upcoming tech thingies that we just don't have time to figure out or we never even knew to learn about. They're the stuff that, if we choose to listen, can send our companies to the next level. Years later, In my intern hiring heyday, when I ran my first company, Paperwork Media, I had six interns sitting around my dining room table in true Tim Luncheon-style fashion. My kids have now taken over those roles for me, and when they're off in college, you can be sure that I'll be recruiting them and their friends to return to the table so that we can dine and discuss and now a word from our sponsors safety wing is one step closer to creating a global social safety net for remote workers with their new health insurance product remote health remote health offers a comprehensive health insurance plan for independent entrepreneurs and for remote team leaders to cover their entire international team no matter where they are in the world there's no exclusion for pandemics either get an exclusive discount on remote health for you, your family, and your team by using the link in my show notes. You don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalsman.com slash podcast to record a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.